you only get one shot at retirement. So you better get it right. That's why we're here to help you with income planning, investment planning, and making sure you're taking advantage of advanced tax planning. Eliminate the financial worries of tomorrow and retire with certainty today by listening to Phil Putney of AFS Wealth Management. This is the podcast for you if you need to eliminate lots of question marks that surround your current financial plan. Welcome to Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the podcast. We appreciate your time as always here on Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts. Mark Killian alongside Phil Putney as usual. Phil, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. We just got back from one of my favorite family vacations. So yeah. we always take a week and go up to Higgins Lake and do absolutely nothing but <laughs> hang out at the camper and go to the beach every day. Right, so. right. Higgins Lake, remind me again, where's that by? Northern Michigan near Houghton. Houghton. Okay. Yep. So I, I could I could kind of place it, but I couldn't quite north. Yep. I couldn't quite draw the correlation in my head, but I knew I'd been there before, but it's been a while. So I was trying to draw that in there. So very cool. I'm glad you guys had a good time. Kind of the last before summer ends kind yeah, of thing. Usually yep, yeah, right towards the end of summer and good relaxing time to get things going. So. Yeah. Well, cool. Very good. Did you guys do any cooking yourselves? Did you do like a lot of grilling out or did you maybe go out to eat or order some food or anything like that? No, we always cook over the campfire. Okay, for All the right. most part. So, so. we we actually have quite a few family members up there. So um, we this year put up a big ten by twenty tent. Oh, and nice! All of us get together, and you know, so we kind of rotate the meals. Who's going to cook what tonight? Right, right. So no Good drones, times. no drones coming by bringing you food, right? No, definitely no <laughs> drones coming by. Although my my nephew did bring his drone and uh, crashed it. But, oh, uh, nice. Okay, fantastic. He, was, he wasn't delivering food. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not crazy, folks. I, I set that up in a way to kind of uh, to lure Phil into my topic by asking him about the food because I wanted to ask you this. Have you seen this where Uber is now doing something? I guess they have a program called Uber Eats. And they are doing a yep. test program, yeah, where they're delivering food via drone. Uh, they're starting it in San Diego, I guess. I don't know, man. Yeah. Excited sounds, by sounds this, right. Or, <laughs> right? I mean, should we be excited by this or terrified by this? I don't know what to think. I don't know. It kind of terrifies me. I, I can't imagine, you know, pizzas and who knows what falling from the sky potentially. <laughs> Random burrito falls you know, on your head, you know? Yeah. That can be kind of messy. So <laughs> how, how are they going to keep the food warm, too? That's the other thing. I mean, because yeah. we've tried some of these these delivery services and it a lot of times it comes it's kind of lukewarm so yeah, I plus know. you miss that personal service right you know it, well and it's flying yeah, through it's, the air so it's got to be colder in one direction here and, and losing some of the personal service yeah no i agree with you i it's just kooky to me so but i I, I guess you know i guess some people will look at this though and think hey that's an interesting you know uber's really trying to do something interesting so maybe it's a good investment choice you know so on and so forth so that, that's right as always, you know, you want to or, make or, sure or not <laughs> or or not. Right. You you always want to make sure that, you know, you're you're understanding whatever it is that you're getting invested in. And if you do invest in Uber, well, just realize that they're, they're also trying something called scuba. And I'm not making that up either. And that's some sort of water taxi based service versus car. sir. I don't know. Very strange. <laughs> Whoever's in charge well, you, over you, there you at got- Uber is inventive. I'll give him that. You got to give it to them for, for, you know, not uh, sitting still and, and making sure that they're diversified in what they offer. So. Right. Right. Absolutely. Well, let's move on with the program, Phil, and talk about some financial stuff. Actually, I want to hit an All email right. question from Emily. And uh, Emily is in Plymouth. And she says, how important are the letters 
that some advisors have uh, after their name. I don't know really what most of those mean. So she's talking about that alphabet soup that can be after your name on your business card there. Yeah, I know it's a great question, Emily, because that's unfortunately, I'd say probably one of the things our industry is plagued with is designations. And you've got to be really careful when you're looking at them because there's a lot of different designations. Some actually have a true meaning, CFP, CPA, things like that for that's, you know, education and, and pretty sound requirements behind it. But then there's some other ones that are questionable, you know, so I just don't get hung up with what the designations, how many designations, let's put it that way, there are, there are. understand what they are, you know, and, and right. really, if you're interested, look at what the requirements are to get them. And the, even the regulators in the industry have seen this and have kind of started to put some limits on it and said, okay, well, these are the only ones that you can actually put on your name because there's some actual education and training requirements and continuing education behind it. So, yeah. And yeah, I think, so just, just be careful. Don't use that as, you know, the gold standard of, oh, this guy's got 16 designations right, or gal. Right, right. They've got to be the one. So it might not be the case. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was just getting ready to say, don't let that be the only thing that brings you to the door. But if you do have some questions now, now Phil is a CPA as well as a personal financial specialist. So if you do have questions for that, you can always do a lot of different things. You can look them up online. You can also just, you know, ask them what they stand for and what they mean and what they've, uh, what they've done and for extra education and things of that nature. But thanks for the question, Emily. Thanks here so much. We appreciate it. As always, you can go to AFSWealthManagement.com. That's AFSWealthManagement.com and leave a question. That way you can contact Phil. You can subscribe to our podcast. You can also check out past and future episodes by subscribing on Apple or Google or whatever platform you want. And we would certainly appreciate it. And of course, if you do have questions, anytime you hear something useful on the show and you want to learn more about it before you take action, always check with a qualified professional like Phil and you can call him at 248-888-7530. All right, well, let's get into our main topic this week, my friend. Actually, that email is a really good segue as well. It's funny how we do this on purpose, right? <laughs> I go Yeah, that's right, that's right. I go pick email questions that's going to help uh, tie into our topic, at least sometimes anyway. And the topic is really making excuses, Phil, for why we stick with the wrong advisor. Now, as humans, we can all relate to the fact that we will come up with some interesting ways to make an excuse to justify our behavior for whatever reason, right? You know, it's like you can yep. ju- justify having that cheeseburger when you know you shouldn't or justify not taking the trash out when you know you were supposed to and now you're going to have to take it out later and have to deal with whatever and blah 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 we always find a way to make a good excuse for why we're doing something that we shouldn't be doing and when it comes to sticking with the wrong advisor there's some creative ones out there and i've got a few interesting excuses that we've heard through the years and i'm going to run these past you and see what your thoughts are and maybe why we should be thinking in a different direction so for example sure You might hear somebody say something like, well, my portfolio, it's done okay the last several years, which is already not a good sign because the market's obviously been pretty great for a while now, notwithstanding the current volatility, but in general, over the last decade, it's done pretty well. Uh, But the person's a really nice person, and I just don't want to make a change because I don't want to rock the boat. That's a weird reason to stay. Absolutely. And the reality is this, none of us like making changes anyways. Changes is a lot of times a hard thing to do. But the other piece that, that you see in here is, you know, sometimes there's this personal connection maybe with that person and, hey, they can be a great guy. You might even, you know, go out to drinks with them or golf or whatever it is with them. 
but you've got to keep the finances and the business side of the equation, I guess, separate from the personal, you know, are they really doing what you hired them to do? I mean, they're supposed to be managing the finances and following a plan or whatever it is you've hired them to do. So yeah, you can still like them. You can still be friends with them, but if they're not doing the job that you expect them, then maybe it's time to get a second opinion and make sure that they are actually maybe doing what you think or not. Yeah. So, but it, and that's where I always say, Hey, get a second opinion. Yeah. You know, it doesn't hurt. doesn't cost you anything. They don't even have to know. And and at least you'll have somebody else looking at it, but make sure it's a qualified opinion (laughs) and they're not just trying to throw this person under the bus so they can become your new advisor and then replace them doing exactly the same things. So. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So it's not as though, you know, they don't understand that it's a business and sometimes people are going to look for second opinion and something of that nature, second opinion. So we've got a few more of these. So that's a good reason to get a good kind of a good place sure. to start. This one is interesting as well. And a little bit, I think this one happens probably more often than people want to admit, but it's, well, I don't really understand a lot of what my advisor says to me and I'm always kind of confused after our meetings, but I realize that money is just not my thing. And again, they're such a good person. We have such a good rapport. I don't want to, you know, say anything. And to me, that's a a bad place to go because you need to be addressing the fact that you're not understanding the conversations. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, one of the things our industry is again, plagued with, I would say is jargon, you know, all sorts of acronyms and everything else. And I try to make sure when I'm working with my clients that I I bring it down to a level that hopefully they can understand. And I always, always encourage them. If there is something you don't understand as we're going through this, let me know. And I mean, at the end of the day, my job is never to try to train my clients to be me. Yeah, we all have specialties. That's why I'm a financial advisor. You'll probably never understand exactly all I do, or you probably be in my career. You know, but at the end of the day, you have to have some understanding of exactly what we're doing at a higher level or whatever your level is. And that's what I try to work with my clients on is understanding what is your level of knowledge that you want. Everyone has to have at least a base knowledge of this is the plan we're following and why we're doing what we're doing. And are you on the same page? But then beyond that, it's up to you how deep you want to go. So, yeah, yeah, if they're talking way over your head. There shouldn't be doing that. I mean, it, it should be a matter of you understanding to some extent exactly what's going on. Right, um, and right. Beyond that, money might not be your thing and you want to hire somebody else to manage it for you. That's great. Very wise. But you still have to have some base knowledge of what's going on. Yeah. And we're not talking like the nuts and bolts, right, Phil? I mean, because a lot of times people right, do not absolutely. want to do that. But again, you should have a decent working knowledge and not feel as though, and it's twofold. Like you don't want to be, obviously, no one wants to be talked down to. And we're not talking about that. We're saying just make it simplified in a way that you can understand what is being accomplished. There's a great rule of thumb that this guy told me a few years ago, and I don't think it's a generally accepted one, but you know, like the rule of hundred or the four percent rule or all these general rules of thumb and he used to tease me and say the rule of 11 do you know what the rule of 11 is and i said no and he said if you can't explain your financial plan to an 11 year old it's too complicated <laughs> so yep, i thought that was pretty funny you know i thought that was kind of a good way to think about it so yeah if you feel as though it's a little over your head just don't be afraid to say hey we need to bring this down a little bit further because i'm not quite getting it nothing wrong with that at all all right another not one at all yeah not at all another one here for you phil And again, this one's another pretty worrisome as well. We don't really get together for reviews. I rarely get my phone calls returned and I know that they're busy, but I am a generational client and they've serviced my dad for many years. So I'm sure they're taking care of me as well. Again, not a good sign. I don't think. 
No, no, not at all. I mean, it, you know, to me, that almost says, well, they're doing it out of loyalty to maybe your dad, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe you're not a right fit client for them. Maybe you're, you know, what your scenario specifically doesn't fit with their ideal client and who they feel they can help best. So, yeah, I mean, if you're not meeting with them and going through things on a regular basis, following some kind of plan, especially if they're not returning your phone calls, there's a problem. You know, don't just rely on the the fact that they've served your dad really well. Maybe they did the same to, to him. You don't know. You know, maybe have that discussion with your dad. And But at the end of the day, if you're not getting the service that you feel you deserve, then finances are a big thing. You know, it's the difference between being able to retire comfortably or not. So you need to have somebody you're you're comfortable with and that actually is working with you and meeting whatever the needs are and however often you want to get together. You know, we, we meet with our clients at least once a year, but if you want to meet more often than that, we can do that as well. I don't have a problem with that. Whatever, whatever it takes to make sure you're on board and you understand what we're doing and you've got all your questions answered. So, but yeah, you need to make sure that you're comfortable in that scenario. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you 100%. And the final one here, and I was actually going to ask you before I get to that final one, Phil, I'm sure you have generational clients. Do you have clients that their kids are now coming to you as well? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the part that I love the most because you you develop that relationship with the client and then, you know, they feel comfortable to bring their kids in, which is great because you start to build that relationship and who knows, maybe a someday they're, you know, stage the, the mom and dad will have money that, that is left and will be passed on to them and you'll be able to continue to help them. So, but yeah, I, I love being able to work with not only the, maybe the original client, the mom and dad, but then, you know, help them develop the plan for the kids as well. So. Well, our final one then, Phil, here on uh, reasons that we can sometimes make excuses or types of excuses that we make for sticking with the wrong advisor. And this one, this one's a little bit more understandable and definitely happens a lot. And I think people can take a second to learn why it's okay to look for a second opinion when you realize that the person you're working with doesn't specialize in retirement planning, but you've stuck with them because again, you probably had this 20, maybe 25, 30 year relationship. Maybe there've been your advice for a long time while you've been, you know, going through life and accumulating your wealth, but that's just it. Accumulating. That is not the same as preservation and it is a different skill set. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, I mean, this is something that comes up often where we primarily work with those that are in and nearing retirement, you know, so we'll have clients that come in, they're prospective clients through our classes that we're meeting with and start to talk to them about their scenario and you know, oh, they're very comfortable with their advisor. They've been with them 20 or 30 years. But when you start to talk about the aspects on this side of retirement or as you're faced it of distribution, well, how does Social Security play into the equation? What about your pension? What are the options there? And if you looked at the tax side of things, how do all these pieces come together? Well, the current advisor has never even talked to them about that. And they might have said, well, you know, that's not my specialty. You need to go see somebody else for that but they still want to manage the investments. And that's a huge disconnect because you've got to have this plan of how those pieces are all integrated and work together first. And then your investment should start to match that plan then and and be managed according to that. So, unfortunately, again, it's one of those uncomfortable scenarios. You got to have the discussion of, is that really their specialty? And if not, great relationship. They've done a great job maybe getting you to this stage, but now you need to move to a specialist. So yeah, no, no different than as you age, you, you might start to have some other types of doctors you need to see. Yeah, so. I, no, I agree. Absolutely. You're not going to still go to your pediatrician when you're 65. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. You start well, to have heart I mean, issues or whatever it is. I mean, specialist for that. So. Uh, maybe you could, but it might be a weird conversation. You might look strange in the waiting room with that's all the right, other kids. That's right. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, listen, folks, uh, that's our topic for this week. Uh, you know, again, if you've got some questions or concerns, if you feel as though you fall into one of these categories, or just in general, you know that maybe you, the situation that you're in with your advisor is not quite feeling right. Nothing wrong with getting a second opinion. Nothing wrong with uh, wrong with learning more information. One of the reasons we do uh, the podcast here with Phil's Tax Hacks. So reach out to Phil. Get on the counter. Come in and have a talk with him. You can check him out online at afswealthmanagement.com. That's afswealthmanagement.com. Again, subscribe to the podcast while you're there on Apple or Google or whatever platform. It's Phil's Tax Hacks and other retirement facts. You can find that on those different outlets. And you can always just give him a call at 248-888-7530. That's 248-888-7530. And we'll finish off with a fun note, a little getting to know you here, Phil. Who's somebody that can always make you laugh? It can be anybody, someone you know, someone you don't know, an actor, comedian, but Who's someone that never fails to get a chuckle out of Phil? Uh, I'd have to say that's probably my granddaughter, Riley. She just turned two <laughs> and reminds you how fun it is to have kids. You know, glad you're not having them when you're my age. You, you now realize why you have them when you're younger, but <laughs> she is just hilarious and in her expressions. I mean, she's, you know, just starting to talk a lot more and, and get that part of it. She's, her expressions are great. She has what we call crazy eyes. When she gets excited about something, she's just, the expression on her face is hilarious. That's so, awesome. She always makes me laugh. Well, there you go. Very cool. Well, that's our Getting to Know You, and that's our program, Phil's Tax Hacks and Other Retirement Facts with Phil Putney, CPA and Personal Financial Specialist at AFS Wealth Management, serving us here in the Detroit metro area. Phil, thanks for your time, my friend. As always, I look forward to talking to you soon. Likewise. Thanks, Mark. Have a great day. We'll see you next time here on the podcast, folks. Don't forget to subscribe, and we'll see you here on Phil's Tax Hacks the next time. Investment advisory services offered through AFS Wealth Management. The content of this program is provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Investments and or investment strategies involve risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives.